0: On Wednesday night, Gauteng became South Africa's COVID-19 hotspot with just over 75,000 confirmed cases. By Friday, that number had risen to more than 81,500 with 515 fatalities reported. This spike was hugely anticipated with Gauteng Health MEC Dr Bandile Masuku suggesting an intermittent lockdown. To ease the strain on the provinces' embattled medical
1: facilities, it can help a lot, you know, a great deal. As we are feeling the pressure, you know, it might it might give us a, a week or two uh, in terms of uh, the people and, and the healthcare workers getting time to breathe, and also uh, making sure that we, we are refreshed for the coming uh, storm as you know in, as it were.
0: In addition. Masuku's comment that the province had a capacity for 1.5 million graves sparked a panic, leading to confusion about how many COVID-19-related deaths the province was
1: expecting. The department also wishes to clarify the confusion on the number of graves dug for COVID-19. The province does not have over a million already opened dug graves. The over a million graves refers to the collective capacity municipalities can take in Gauteng.
0: And that's where we find ourselves this week on This Story. Trying to make sense of what lies ahead for South Africa's smallest yet most densely populated province in the midst of an unpredictable pandemic. I am Rian Khrubler, Senior Journalist at News 24, and this is the third season of The Story.
1: You're listening to the story. It's a podcast by News24. We'll speak to journalists and experts about the week's biggest story. This is what we saw, heard and uncovered this week.
0: So to talk to us now about the situation in Gauteng, we have News24's investigative journalist, Kyle Cowan, on the line. Kyle, did we expect to see this sudden spike in cases in Gauteng?
2: Rian, we expected to see surges and spikes in COVID-19 cases throughout the rest of the year in various provinces. What was always unsure was when that was going to happen. And what is certainly true for Gauteng is that it's happening a lot earlier than what we expected. The only indication that we really had was modeling done by the South African COVID-19 Modeling Consortium which showed us that a peak or a surge in infections in Gauteng would happen sometime around August and September. And of course, as we know, we are seeing a very, very sharp spike in cases in Gauteng right now. And it's happening almost two months before we, we really expected it.
0: So what has been the reason behind this? Why this sudden spike in cases in Gauteng?
2: Well, that, that, that's a complicated question because there's many things that contribute to covid-19 cases spiking in any given area it it comes down to behavior of individuals um you know how they interact with each other are they social distancing are they wearing masks and and, and that sort of thing but i think and, and and there's early evidence to confirm this when when we look at when the spike in cases really started happening from around about the 13th of june in khating specifically and that's roughly about about 13 days after lockdown level three started and in lockdown level three a lot of businesses started opening up again you know restrictions on movement were 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 sort of lifted in in most cases and what then happens of course is that more people are being exposed to one another and that sort of directly leads to you know people contracting the virus and what then happens is you have this delay period between people actually getting infected and starting to show symptoms and finding out that they need to go to a test. And that's generally accepted to be on an average between five to six days and sometimes up to 10 days. And then you start seeing the spike in cases. And what's happening in Gauteng at the moment, you're seeing daily increases in cases of 3,000, 4,000, 5,000 cases. But at the same time, we have to accept that there is probably not a very good explanation beyond the fact that Lockdown has been lifted and more people are coming into contact with one another. COVID-19 has not become more infectious in Gauteng than it was during lockdown. It's just a simple matter of people being in close proximity to one another once again. Kyle, is the provincial government
0: in Gauteng ready to deal with this sudden spike? What measures are in place to deal with the number of infected patients as well as the number of
2: expected deaths? So, again, a very complicated question with an even more complicated answer because I would love to be able to tell you that, yes, Gauteng is 100% ready to meet the challenge. But the truth is, is that in more likelihood that it isn't ready. Within the first couple of days of July, we saw reports that public hospitals were already at capacity and diverting patients to other facilities. and And in a broader sense, that means that, you know, there is a sudden influx of patients that they didn't expect and already beds are being filled up by people who are struggling to breathe who are highly infectious and who need specialized care if they're going to survive or become better at all. So whether or not Gauteng is ready is unfortunately something that that can't really be known for sure until we're much further into the surge in cases and at that stage it's going to be almost too late. There have been extensive preparations in terms of, you know, field hospitals being erected, for example, at NASREC at the convention center. And whether those interventions are going to, whether it's going to be enough or whether it's going to fall short, only time will tell.
0: Now, the Western Cape was until Wednesday the country's hotspot for COVID-19 cases. We've seen just in excess of 2,000 deaths in that province already, but they somehow managed to bring down the curve somewhat what lessons can be learned from how the western cape has handled its own outbreak
2: this is where we where it gets a little bit controversial because the western cape has done many things that other provinces should be doing and has also done some things that other provinces have done better during that time when we saw this growth in cases in the western cape they were under lockdown They were under hard lockdown, under level five, level four lockdown for most of that time. So you saw these cases increasing despite of these very sort of strict limitations on movement and social gatherings and restaurants still being closed. And that was concerning because that meant that, you know, either entire groups of people were not following government regulations, either because it's impossible for them to do so or because they just didn't care. And at the same time, it spoke to another phenomenon, which is that there is a possibility that there were COVID-19 cases in the Western Cape long before the first detected case was reported. And that gave rise to this theory that it's been spreading in the province longer, hence we are seeing more cases early on. But if you look at Gauteng, and Gauteng was ticking along and it was recording new COVID cases on an almost daily basis, but there were small numbers of increases. It was like 100, 200 cases a day. And suddenly lockdown level three comes in and people are allowed to move around again. And they're allowed to sort of, you know, go back to work and interact with one another. And restaurants have opened up quite recently. And then you see these increasing cases of three to 4,000 a day. And then it becomes really, really clear that the Western Cape strategy was one that was foisted on them almost as, you know, almost as if they didn't have a choice. They had to just identify these hotspots and target them with testing and you know, preventative measures. And Gauteng has had longer to prepare for the surging cases. But we are still seeing the rate of growth in Gauteng being far higher than it ever was in the Western Cape. So you can't necessarily apply what happened in the Western Cape here But what we do know for sure is that Gauteng is far more densely populated and there are far more people living closer together throughout Gauteng than there are in, for example, you know, some of the the district municipalities in the Western Cape. So the strategy is really going to have to be, it's going to have to be tailor-made to each individual district. And what the Western Cape did might not necessarily work here, but one thing they did do exceptionally well was communication they constantly communicated about what was happening and you know new deaths and new cases and what what they were doing to prevent this and that in itself creates a behavioral change in people when they see that okay people are actually dying from this disease and the infections are growing at a really high rate they start changing their behavior because they're worried and that's something I think that happened in the western cape that really helped keep their their rate of infection relatively stable over the last three or four weeks. So Kyle, Gauteng Health MEC Bandile Masuku has
0: reportedly called on the National Coronavirus Command Council to reintroduce a hard lockdown in the province, um, or at least what he called uh, an intermittent
2: lockdown. Now what will this intermittent lockdown look like? So Rian, from what we know, from what MEC Masuku has said, is that he envisages a situation where, you know, Gauteng would be sort of under hard lockdown for two weeks, shut down for two weeks, and then open again for two weeks, and that protest gatherings and church gatherings and those sort of things would be banned during these intermittent lockdown periods. But it is a strategy that can make sense, especially when there is evidence to show that things like church gatherings and funerals, for example, are leading to, you know, these cluster outbreaks and, and you know, 50 to 100 people attend a funeral and almost all of them get sick. And we've seen this from the very beginning. So it's something that the MEC is certainly pushing for. And you can't blame him when you look at, you know, how the infections are surging in these province. It's understandable that he's worried. But at the same time, we do have to have the conversation about whether or not, even an intermittent lockdown like that, whether or not we can afford it in terms of the economy.
0: And that was Kyle Cowan, News 24 investigative journalist. Thank you, Kyle. Burial sites around Gauteng have started preparing graves and assessing its capacity in order to make provisions for the outcome as COVID-19 cases in the province increase sharply. Now, this week, Kharteng's health MEC, Dr. Badile Masuku, visited the Nest Kranz Cemetery north of Pretoria to assess the state of readiness should the burial site be needed. Now, News24 journalist Alex Mitchley was there. Alex, tell us about what you saw and heard.
1: There was a brief introduction from the Chwane operations chief, James Murphy. Uh, he basically took... Uh, the MEC, through uh, what was going on and in terms of preparing the different grave sites. And the cemetery we visited, we were told there was space for 24,000 single graves on the 30-hectare plot. Of course, uh, having a look at the area, it appeared that the grave site was fairly new. I would say there were no more than 30 graves that already had tombstones erected. And whilst we were there, there was an excavator busy digging a, uh, a line of more graves. Right. Now, Alex, it would
0: seem that the province of Ting is, is preparing itself for a huge spike in deaths without sounding alarmist. But are we preparing for a mass grave situation?
1: The province has obviously looked at capacity and has started preparing itself Uh, for the surge, which will inevitably amount to uh, uh, many deaths in a short period of time. So there definitely will be more burials as we reach the peak in the province. In terms of a mass grave, are we going to see something similar to what we've seen in New York? At this point, I wouldn't want to speculate on that. It is very clear from the capacity that there are enough uh, burial sites. I do know that during the briefing on Wednesday uh, the Chwani uh, Chief Operations Officer did say that mass graves could be built if required, but at this point it is unknown whether those will be needed or utilized. We do know when we look at the modeling figures that the government uses, their pessimistic projections were that there would be around uh, just over ten thousand six hundred deaths in Gauteng by November, and uh, obviously, I think it would obviously also have to be determined about how many of those deaths occur in what space of time before you look at a issue of you know single burials versus mass burials
0: Alex the MEC also mentioned a figure of a capacity within the Gauteng province for one point five million graves. Can you give us a bit of clarity on that figure?
1: So the MEC was originally quoted as saying that they were preparing 1.5 million grave sites and he obviously said this in the context of the COVID-19 pandemic. Then whilst we were at the cemetery, uh, a journalist asked for clarity on this question and the MEC rephrased it and said that the province has capacity for over 1.5 million grave sites. And he added that the preparing of grave sites will obviously be dependent on how the pandemic actually evolves.
0: So Alex, obviously it's not a projection of expected COVID-19 deaths, but rather a reassurance that the Gauteng province will have the capacity to deal with any such deaths.
1: Yes, it's clear that the MEC's comments mm-hmm and this number that he had given of over 1.5 million grave sites was just in reference to there is capacity to for people to bury their loved ones during this time. But with that being said, in the middle of a pandemic, this has caused obvious fear and uh, angst among the public, especially because of the uncertainty of COVID-19. And I do think that many people have misinterpreted what he was saying as perhaps the impending doom that awaits the province in terms of the numbers of deaths that are expected.
0: Very insightful comments there from Alex Mitchley, a News force journalist in Pretoria. Thanks, Alex. And... That's it from us this week. I'm Rian Grobler and our producer is Charlene Roet.